The Koi Gig Pod. There's no way Arsenal would let her go. It's all kind of mind games going on, which is a lot of fun. Picked up more attention than any other actual transfer. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. So many critics, these pundits. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. I'd like to play the hard man when, when they're on it. It's not very pleasant when you're trying to manage a team. All you're looking for is a bit of civility and a bit of decency, but they just dismiss you like, like you, you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Uh, we're going to have a news thing next week where we talk about uh, mushrooms, but we might leave that until we've actually got it done. Are you on the, are you on the mushies this week, Tommy? I absolutely am not, and I've never been accused of that before. But that, that's what happens when uh, the power rankings are put into your hands. It's been a busy few weeks, Jer, without you. I was surprised you weren't there the first day around to give me a bit of grief. But my God, I have taken it since. Uh, how prepared or otherwise were you for the onslaught in your DMs? And publicly? I was, pre- I was prepared. I did the work. I didn't take any decision lightly. I think I've been proven right in a lot of regards so far with a lot of my early calls. And uh, I vociferously defended myself on every single social media platform that I possibly could over the last couple of weeks. So I turned turned off my phone for a week there. So yeah, that's where we are. Tell me, um, I obviously missed last week, or the the first time that you did this. Have you adapted, changed and evolved the criteria from Owen Sheehan where it was just like his internal computer that was deciding what the order was? A little bit. Uh, There's still an element of that, which I think some people find it very difficult to get their heads around. Uh, There's a couple of new websites at the minute that are are doing uh, their own power rankings. I think Stats and Sports is a GA site that I I had a look at. There's We have vastly different criteria, I'll put it that way. There is, you know, obviously a bit of science, a bit of statistics. But who was it that said statistics can't judge character? So character comes into this too. So the character of the team obviously plays a factor. Owen never really let us see how the fig was put into the fig role. Mm. And I don't think I'll be doing the same either, but I will be defending all of my choices. All right. Um... Let's I ran on. out of time the last day, so will I just go yeah, quickly let's get through? On. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'll talk through the movers, and you can give out if there's no one that isn't moving that you're giving out about. Uh, movers from 32 to 25. Longford have slipped down again. Zero from two, bottom of Division 3, hammered by the neighbours Westmead in the Midlands of Glasgow at the weekend. They have the worst score difference in the four divisions. I do think Paddy Christie will eventually get a kick out of them. Not at the minute. So they're down to 27th. Leash have jumped up on them. Two from two. Finally a bit of momentum for Leash. Low enough at the moment uh, in the rankings to begin with. But that's because at the weekend they had their first win uh, since February 2020. So it's been a very long slide. The first one at home since February 2020. Been a very long slide. But they're on the right uh, road at the minute. And then on to the next round of rankings. For anyone listening... Should I give a recap where we're at? Yeah, so, Waterford, yeah, Wicklow, so 32 Wexford. Waterford, 31 Wicklow, 30 Wexford, 29 Carlow, 28 London, 27 Longford, down one, 26 Leash, up one. Leitrim unchanged to 25. Were you attempted to... They're doing well? They're doing well. They're the top scorers in the division. I got accused of football ball bias for having Andy Moore inside there, but I get my reasons last week for having them so high. There was a real bounce in Leitrim football last year. Um, and Sligo are just ahead of them in 24th. So moving on to the next tier, Sligo 24th, Antrim 23rd, Fermanagh 22nd. Big movers here. Tipperary have slid down two places, zero from two, joint bottom of Division 3. They already 
lost Colin O'Reardon who trained early in the year but didn't commit Michael Quinlivan isn't around and now they've lost their talisman Connor Sweeney to the dreaded cruciate injury I fear they're about to make a swift return to Division 4 it's and last season, they're it's in a bit of bother yeah it has all the hallmarks yeah. of last season for them unfortunately go on yeah 20th awfully um, I doubted Liam Kearns I said not every team can get a manager bounce <laughs> Liam Kearns certainly has they are 2 from 2 uh, I didn't think they pushed on this year, but they're in a great position. The weekend, it was 1-1 apiece with Fermanagh at halftime, but it got a bit better in the second half and awfully edged that one, 1-9 to 1-8. Yeah, uh, Fermanagh and Antrim have had uh, tricky starts. Uh, mm. uh, like, So we're going to talk about down now, right? Um, yeah. Uh, Antrim nearly beat down, but then didn't. For sure. Yeah. and So like, it's hard to tell. That, that could be great for Antrim because down could be getting a bounce and... They just need to see it through in week three and make sure they get a win. Um, yeah, so 100%. I, they're, they're on the precipice of, of they're in a bit of flux at the moment. We're down, they're only going up one even though they won two, two, two games. Yeah, and I look at it, I found it difficult, and we'll come to it in a minute, I found it difficult to move counties up two, but in some places you just had to. Like, you couldn't slip Tip beneath Offaly after losing two games and Offaly winning one. So Tip had to jump down two. Down, while I feel they're starting from a very, very low base, the mood music is good. You know, uh, Laverty knows what he's doing. It might be early, but he knows what he's doing and he will do really well as an inter-county manager. Um, Oral Murdoch was picked out in the GA Team of the Week this week. He's getting rave reviews. Keep an eye out for him, a young midfielder, rocking it at the moment in down. Um, Pat Havern is flying up front of Barry O'Hagan. So, they've won two different ways they had a good win out the first day and they mixed it up the other night. They got They were blessed really by all accounts against Antrim. So, you can't complain when that's happening early on in the season like so they're getting wins down can't complain they're going to be happy with where they are um, louder 18th I did feel like putting them over Limerick but we're going to leave a couple of weeks to see how that gets on Limerick are 17th a couple of Limerick people aren't happy but despite their run to the Munster final I do think that they're going to be relegated back to Division 3 right Here's where it starts to get interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 16th position, Calvin. Calvin people will complain, but they always do. Two That's wins. Two wins the moment. Moment. Yeah. For sure, Shane, but there's a fine line between moving up the rankings when you're switching between divisions and stuff like that. League football can have a bearing, but, um, you know, it can, it can be difficult to move ahead of a Division 2 side. Kildare 15th. I really thought long and hard about this, Jer. I actually thought I had them low enough in 13th, to be honest, and I thought that was going to cause a bit of consternation when we had the rankings originally. Well, this is where you got accused of being uh, on mushrooms for putting Kildare in 13th. Yeah, the... What's the, it going to be on Kildare, putting them 15th? Kildare, yeah, Kildare GA podcast. But I just... Look at The defeat against Dublin, grand. It's in Crow Park. Nice, couple of nice showings. Kevin Feely came back onto the pitch after his recovery from injury. Daniel Flynn, nowhere to be seen. Had a bit of a knock. He was back last week off the bench. But they went 27 minutes at home without scoring against Cork. Not great. That is just... Like, I was I was in Newbridge last year to watch them beat Dublin. And this is my problem with Kildare. They have it in them. They have the ability. They have the footballers. But there's something missing on a fundamental level. And I don't know what it is. The other thing I'm surprised about was the mood music. And I know you can see this in most counties. If feet goes against them they're, they're complaining there's there's arguments on social media but there was a grave response from Kildare channels at the weekend in terms of how bad that first half really was second half didn't get much better Cork are good like like I'm not saying Mead were lucky to beat them 
but that game hinged on a couple of moments around the 50th minute. Cork easily could have won that game. But Cork are not the finished article. Most of the teams in Division 2 have weaknesses to go with their strengths. Kildare seems to be a fatal one, and it seems to just be an element of flakiness that they just can't shake over the last couple of years. Grand have got to Leinster finals, but they never really put a paw on Dublin. I just, I, I'm just, I, it's a sad state of affairs. I do hope that they get higher than they are because they're far better than they're showing. But what is going on? Um, I don't know. I think that last year's Leinster final defeat has had more of an impact than the quality of the good performance they put it against Mayo. Like, if they'd got over Mayo that day, I think it would have been mm-hmm. a transformative moment for the team, a real recovery from what happened. And for them to have lost in the manner that they did, there seems to be some kind of um, hangover from that. Now, I know they're working on that. So, And again, it is only the early stages of the league. However, Division 2 of the league is vitally important so it's a bear pit it's on a bit of a, a knife edge at the moment I, I do think though that like um, there's there's just a problem here with the position of Westmeath like okay well you know you can say that you're putting them in the top 12 because they're guaranteed to be in the Talton Cup or the, not to be in the Sam McGuire is that it? there isn't one full reason why I've put Westmeath in 12th position and they may not stay in 12th position I truly believe the manner in which they took the Talchin Cup so seriously the benefits they got from it the team holiday they got they were all in Cancun together in November they have a new manager bounced that into that with Desi Dolan and Jason Sherlock how'd that the work out their team. first day? sure okay and, uh, <laughs> this is the league and it's early and it's January yeah, right? Well, uh, but the but look at the response they put in they weren't they, particularly like, bouncy I think they're the second highest goal scorers in the league now. They well, see the, the, the response they put in against Langford. And Langford won the O'Byrne Cup. Don't remember, don't forget that. You know, Langford had an okay start of the year. They were in good shape. They were moving well. well uh, so, Cork and Meath need to be above West Meath, Tommy. Uh, look at Shane, it's a long year. It's a sprint this year, not a marathon. So there'll be a lot of changes to the power rankings. You're in being cute years, here. As a Meath man, you're being cute here putting West Meath above Meath. Like, there's, there's something Shane, going on here. Meath have had the, the largest move this week of any county. Mead are up two places. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have taken taken it off you if you put them up three though and dumped them ahead of West Mead. But like, if you're watching the Mead games closely, you'll see that there are very obvious weaknesses, and it's great. The mood music is really good. The chest is out. They're the highest goal scorers in the division. But it's Mead are not the finished article. They're missing a couple of players from injury now. And, you know, a couple of Sigerson issues, as you've seen, Conor O'Rourke finding it difficult to get the balance between starting players. Uh, who are captaining their sides in Sigerson and media players that are actually captaining teams at that level. Um, they are key players for him, but you know he's lost a couple of players now. Um, they're playing a new style. He can't ask for much more as a Mead fan, but they are not the finished article yet. Mm. Uh, okay, I do think that the West Mead positioning uh, is like a fundamental error here. Um, I'm also you don't think that the Talton Cup deserves bonus points? But that's last year, you know. Like they this. won a trophy, championship. They won a league title the year, be- uh, the year before that. Yeah, they have trophies in this dressing room. I'd love they have winners s- in this dressing room. I'd I think they are arguably the second best team in Lancer. Well, I'd love to have seen them win their first league game and their second game, and it be like, okay, so we beat Longford, but as you said, yeah. you expect Longford to get relegated. So uh, beating the relegation fodder is not actually an indicator sure. of good quality form. At the moment, Cavan, Offaly and Down are two from two and Westmead mm-hmm. are one from two, having played, you know, as we said, Longford in Division 3. And there are Division 2 teams behind them mm. who we think are going to end up topping Division 2. What's your prediction for who's going to top Division 2? I mean, I think, I think privately, you I think, think we're going to do it. I'm, I'm breathing confidence here. Oh, but you sorry, think, Division 2. Yeah. I, I asked Division 3 for a second. Who do I think is topping Division 2? Dublin. Like Dublin are walking away Derry, from Division Derry 2 and Derry are getting promoted. Yeah. Like that's so what's happening in Division 2 this year. Me, they're Me getting are getting promoted? 
Mead aren't ready to be a Division 1 side yet. The hope is that they back up what they've shown this year. They put in good performance in every game. They may not win every game, but good, solid performances in every game. They continue to show this flair up front because they're starting six forwards, which I absolutely love. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to get promoted. I haven't seen enough yet to say that they will. I haven't seen enough yet to say that they are a solid Division 1 team. Like, what you want to happen to, with Mead is that they're good enough to go up and they're good enough to stay there, which was common look like they may get away with this year. Yeah, which obviously has been a, yeah. a real problem for teams getting promoted. Getting promoted exactly. a season too early, uh, yeah. and the relegation from Division One seems to be psychological disaster. It's like yeah. you know we're we're seeing you know it. West Westmead had it a couple of years ago. They were roundly beaten or soundly beaten in, in every game, eight games. Mead had it two years ago. They were beaten, but I thought they were very competitive, yeah. which I thought helped them. But you know they didn't get the bounce the next year. Kildare bet them in that playoff, so it just shows you well, it's you a, just need to put in the foundations to get there. Yeah, and it's the same even with yeah. Kildare, who were chronically unlucky last year in Division 1, but are not yeah. seeing the benefit of having played at that higher level just at, at the moment. Now, exactly. This can turn around really quickly. There's a, there's a down week this week. This is the yep. week where you get everybody together and you say, what the hell? What do we stand for? What are our values? Let's go. And sometimes that'll work and sometimes it won't. So a lot of these teams in so, this in between 16 and 9. So you've got... There's a lot of movement. Yeah, yeah. so you've Westmead at 12, Clare at 11... I think maybe Clare eleven. The Clare are perennial All Ireland quarter finalists here. They're in Division Two constantly over the last couple of years. A lot of people complained about this, but there's a lot to be said for that. I think there's um, like you've and they're staying there again this year. Jerry. One, like of, one of my favourite lines from um, Die Hard is where they're talking about the Helsinki syndrome, as in Helsinki, Sweden. Mm-hmm. I just uh, for whatever reason I kind of like if I could get an NFT of that, I would be like, yeah, I, that's the one piece that I would ever pay for. You definitely have Stockholm syndrome, or you know, more accurately, Burren syndrome, or something. You've gone native. The air no, down there is, is poisoning your brain to the point where they're the 11th best team in the country. Mm. Jeff, I, I had a piece in the programme in Navin at the weekend. Um, I was asked to r- write a piece about the rivalry between Clare and Mead. And I happened to not sit in defence. I called a Mead win. I did say that I think, thought it'd be very close and that the noise in Mead and the noise in Navin would get them over the line. <laughs> I but, believe they call that uh, riding with the hare and hunting with the hound. Yeah, yeah. Running with the hare and yeah. hunting with the hound. So look at <laughs> What a butcher. I, they, are punching, they are punching above their weight but it is a very good Clare team I've watched them closely over the last couple of years and they have some he's not uh, going to pick you Tommy he's not going to pick you it's too late give up look at I'm, I'm long beyond that Jerry. I've, I've long given up on that dream so uh, if only Callum O'Rourke come in a bit earlier in Mead but there that's another story for another day uh, the next two games in Division 2 are going to tell the tale I presume there's producers in your ear screaming to hurry up but Clare are in Ennis to play Clare if Clare is here from 3 it's Talchin Cup for Glen Ryan this year. Mead are an own beg against Derry. And if Mead don't put in a good performance, we could be questioning everything we've seen in the first two weeks. Okay, so... We'll, we'll okay. Donegal are ninth. Monaghan, we're not... We're going to leave them in tenth. I feel like they're going to stay there for the year. I hope that they can move on from this. I do think there's a slide in Monaghan, but they're going to have to find some talent. Uh, not find some talent, because there is good younger players there like Sean Jones and some of the younger defenders breaking through but they're going to need to solidify themselves as Division 1 footballers very quickly because they're sliding down to Division 2 and they're going to probably hopefully not stay there but you know Monaghan are there at the moment they're 10th and don't been moving Donegal has slipped back to 9th yes they've beaten the All-Ireland champions Kerry at home in the rain when Kerry had a shadow team out just about got over the line but I think we got a better idea of what Donegal are about against Tyrone it was a fairly I, I, that was a freak I honestly think that Donegal went over Kerry in the first game was a freak like I do, I actually agree with you, Tommy. I think Donegal and Monaghan will probably get relegated from Division One. You'd be worried, all right, if you're Donegal supporter, yeah. just that there was a, an immediate kick, but that that mm. might be unsustainable, particularly when there's so many young players who are now understanding exactly what Division One football is about. Mm. Yeah, 
And like Paddy Carr's reputation for bringing young players along and, and getting them into the right zone. So he will do good work there. And Kildare, or just sorry, Donegal on paper are, as we always say, Donegal on paper are an exceptional side. They have so many good footballers across the board. But there has just been something wrong in that side over the last couple of years, the way they've fallen short time and time again. So they're in ninth, and I don't see them breaking back into the top eight again this year. The big difference there for me, you see, Donegal and Monaghan and Roscommon actually have new managers, but Roscommon have held on to some of that, that core group of experienced players, whereas Monaghan, you know, they've lost Drew Wilde in Colin Walsh's retirement, McManus and the Massive. two Hughes haven't been playing yet in the league, they're going to come back in soon, Jack McCarron's yeah. been injured, uh, Davy Garland's playing Sigerson with TCU and banging in goals, so they're missing a few players, and similarly if Donegal, if you lose Michael Murphy, that, that's tough, but Roscommon have gone the other way with the new manager, they've kept on some of those experienced players, so I think Roscommon are heading the other direction. Yeah. That's probably a very fair point, Shane. And for most of those teams between 16 and 9, if they lose players to Sigerson, to injuries, to retirement, mm. you're snookered because the player pick, the depth, it just isn't there at the moment. Okay. We move on to top eight. Top eight. Ross Common. Okay. Cracking the top Ross eight this week. Number eight. The Rossies, top of the league. Are they finally about to end their, their yo yo hoodoo? Jeez, I couldn't say it there. The baggies of the last couple of years, the West Brom of the last couple of years is Paddy Andrews christening them uh, too much. Um, arguments from his common people but the manner of the victories have been impressive in the fact that they've been very similar I don't know whether it's the hallmarks of a uh, that the change might be coming the fact that they're falling behind and their bench is coming on and making the difference but they had a really resounding win against Tyrone in the last 15 minutes to come back from a couple of points down and against Galway All-Ireland runners up the player, the team that I have in third place uh, they bet them 9-8 at the weekend with a cracking winner from Richard Hughes um, breaking up the field in the last minute when Galway were on the attack plenty to work on in the county uh, there is a new generation I think on the way through in Roscommon you're seeing it in their midfield and in some of their attackers um, they got you know great value out of the players over the last decade but some of them need to break through and probably force you know some of them onto the bench so they could have a strong bench this year Roscommon with a couple of a new wave of players breaking through We have Conor McKenna on the show a little bit later on you've got Tyrone Brilliant. at 7 if, um, yeah. if McKenna was still at Tyrone you might have them a little bit higher but I do think that uh, you know, traditionally, Tyrone have fallen flat the year after they've won All Ireland. I mean, they can't really. It's not. It's a fluke, right? But yeah. uh, I, I, very gratified as someone who thought that there was more in that Tyrone team than a fluky All Ireland win. You know, mm. definitely felt like there's a, a, a squad there and depth there that many other counties don't have. There's also a very clear identity, and everybody knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Something weird happened last year with all the retirements that yep. completely stripped the depth. But then they have that replenished this year with one of the best under 20s teams that we've seen in a long time probably too early for a lot of them but not too early for some of them and maybe oh, I hope th- it's, uh, yeah I hope it's not too early for Rory Canavan we're getting really close to seeing a really vibrant Toronto attack with the two Canavans in there like that is going to be you know a sight worth paying in to watch and I can't wait to see that I think you're right I think, look I think Toronto I'm being harsh on Toronto I love Toronto football they were my favourite team of the tw- 2000s they're phenomenal with a chip on the shoulder so maybe I've given them that chip on the shoulder I'm not I'm only joking it's not going to be under dressing room wall this year but James who called them to be relegated well he, did, he said that they were in danger of relegation early last year that didn't happen but the year the problems they had the, yeah the problems they had you know it, it, it permeated and that hangover I think is still there a little bit you saw the way the loss was coming good win at the weekend I think Toronto will push on this year once again I actually think every team from 7-1 are contenders this year mm. I think this is an open All-Ireland I think I thought last year was too Kerry 
I'm going to say it, we're lucky to get over the line. Dublin could have easily won that All-Ireland again last year. But equally, if Armagh had gotten to the All-Ireland final, if Derry had gotten to the All-Ireland I don't think Derry had enough free, but you know, it could have been anyone's in that All-Ireland final. Galway pushed Kerry all the way. So I think anyone from 7-1 to one can win the All-Ireland. I'm putting that in the record. Derry in Division 2 this year are having the opportunity to play teams that they're superior to and getting a bit of confidence going and trying to find a bit of attacking flair. That's the one thing that gives me some hope that we're going to see a development uh, from last year but there's also the possibility that last year was the best that we're ever going to get from Derry that they are All-Ireland semi-finalists but that they don't quite have the forward firepower to see them through in big games like that now perhaps that's wrong the the textbook uh, Rory and Jim McGuinness in Donegal was reach a semi-final show everybody what the heady heights are like and then the next year come and mm. piratically take over be the pirates yeah Jim and Rory had McFadden Murphy, McBrearty though. And I'm not saying McGuigan, Toner and Heron can't live up to a really high level, but I think Shane McGuigan's our marquee forward. They need Lachlan Murray to really break through this year and show how good he can be. You know, he had a couple of moments in the Mechanic Cup. He's very highly rated in Derry. They need a couple of more of the, the Glenn players probably to bring their flair, but Glenn didn't really have shooters across the board. They had goal scorers. They had lads with an eye for goals. So Derry definitely needs something else. We need to see an evolution, Jerry. I totally agree with you. I'm not convinced that they have it in them what Donegal had from 11 to 12 but well, maybe they don't, need, they don't need that maybe okay. they have something else I'm not, not sure but I'd, I'd have them behind Tyrone now and I'd actually I'd have Tyrone ahead of Armagh now as well I think I think Derry you, are going to would you have Tyrone ahead of Armagh yeah I just uh, oh oh no yeah well Tyrone won all Ireland oh Armagh I know quite impressive. but was so bad Armagh like and Armagh are going to push the league all the way this year like what if Armagh win division 1 of the league this year well then then, I, then you're okay fair enough then I'd have them third it's going to be uh, they have to do that they, you know let's wait and see it's set up for a, for a Derry Armagh ultra final this year because you've got Fermanagh against Derry in the quarter final the winner will play the winner of Tyrone Monaghan and I think Derry will beat probably Tyrone I'm, 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 I'm going with Tyrone in, in that one that's a good call Shane early Derry well, I think Derry will beat Tyrone in, a, in an Ulster semi-final and I think it'll be Donegal or Down against Cavan, Armagh or Antrim so it's going to be probably a Donegal, Armagh semi-final on the other, on the other side no dis- I've disrespect. already called So I think um, it could be Donegal. could well be a Derry-Armagh Ulster final this year like, Ulster's hard to defend but very, if any team can do it I think Derry can do it It's an Armagh-Tyrone final Back to the, I, back to the future think, well, It could be yeah, but I, I think there's a good chance of that Jane, yeah, and, and I, they I, move I, it to Croker Defend it, yeah. That'd be that'd be some turn up. Oh, lads, yeah, no, no, no. Derry, Derry are Derry are there on merit. Like they, they, so oh, they, they beat Tyrone by twelve points in the Mechanic Cup final not too long ago, and there wasn't it wasn't it wasn't shadow boxing teams. Matter. Mechanic Cup. They yeah, weren't. No, I didn't. They were strong Longford, teams. Longford, the weather's shite. Yeah, Longford, but different sports. They, they had no Glen players either. I mean, yeah, preseason's not getting the thumbs up for me. Yeah, look at I think our man Fort is obviously contentious, but I do think that they were the fourth best team in the country last year. I like, despite only getting to the All Ireland quarter final, I thought they were the fourth best team in the country, and that's why they're fourth ahead of Galway, ahead of Derry, no, Galway, ahead of Derry. Because okay. I don't think Derry laid enough of a glove on Galway. Mayo, with um, I, I know the lads on the football pod this week are like, oh, it's a lease of life for Aidan O'Shea, and yeah. that's not a bad full forward line that they have if they have O'Shea no. and Killian and a another whoever it is, Ryan O'Donoghue or whoever. They can actually yeah, move Ryan, players around. Ryan could be 11 this year. You could, you could kind of see that happen. Maybe even Ryan or D coming out the top of the D. But I've really been heartened by Kieran O'Connor's comeback, lads, because coming back from injury, the injuries that he's had at the age that he is and the amount of miles on the clock, he looks fresh as a daisy. Right. And he's been used well and he's coming back. I think there's good signs for Mayo. And I actually think the manner in which they drew the first game 
against Galway and the manner in which they drew the second game against Armagh they're great conversations for Kevin McStay and his management team to be having early in the year he's so enthusiastic post-match about everything as well <laughs> that it's actually it has to be rubbing off yeah. uh, and then the last one I just want to talk to you about is uh, Donald Down Sullivan wasn't getting quite the thumbs up from Moilsey on the show yesterday I but, heard that but the level of excitement in Kerry is real yeah, they, they legit believe it. We're in a WhatsApp group, but a Kerry man who must not be named, uh, he's excited. You know, James O'Donoghue who's played alongside Donald Aaron Sullivan and he kind of gave us the the insider view on him uh, and what they're feeling about him um, on the football pod this week. But like, he has, the, as I said on the pod this week, he's the cut of a county footballer. He actually looks like he's ready to play county football. And that's a very difficult thing to do given the level of conditioning that's in the game at the minute. He looks like he's ready to go, ready to rock. And I actually really believe Jack O'Connor needs to innovate as much as Derry need to evolve Kerry need to evolve this year because they were lucky to get over the line last year they, but they get the bounce of being all Ireland champions and the nice yeah. of knowing how to manage games they, 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 it's like the dubs were pretty lucky a couple of times to get over Mayo but yep. then once they get into that habit as the progression happened they became much better at it and that's why I have Kerry miles ahead of everybody I don't think it's that open I think it's Kerry's to lose okay and I think uh, the the discovery of two inside forwards you're like oh my god I know and the production line of those under 20s like that is starting to roll through so yeah everywhere but they need need a couple of positions they need a midfielder I think they need another another half back maybe but yeah there we go I look forward to arguing again in a couple of weeks and Mm -hmm. maybe having a bit more of uh, data to work with a couple more games a couple of bit more uh, bit more evidence you're doing well Tommy not bad not bad thanks lads thank you very much talk soon bye bye Uh, that's this week's power rankings with Tommy Rooney I absolutely adore them lads. I have unbelievable time for them, but they're, they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable.